what pockets up a beer or a cold libation. I can tell you how I wrote this little theme. I went and took a call from brother Jason, and he tells me that he has a little dream. He says he needs a backwards intro to begin his podcast, and I ask him what you got. He said I'll start up with some talking and some moody clips and popcorn fighting, fantasy explorations and some groundless exploitation, kickstarts that I'm watching and some blind unboxing, full month horror movie marathon. Sometimes I'll let the dogs come on, contest and the push, you know it's all about games. I said slow down, let's just start with the name. It's the Nerds RPG Variety. Welcome back to Nerds RPG Variety Cast. I'm your host, Jason. Today will hopefully be the last word on playing evil NPCs and evil campaigns. I know it won't be, but hopefully it will be for this show for at least a week or so. I want to talk about other things. I don't want to get too bogged down in continuous talk on one topic. Feel free to send calls to me after you hear this episode, but just realize it might be a little bit till I play them because I do want to explore other things. Um, all the ways that reach me are in the show notes, so go check that out. The Google Voice number, the SpeakPipe, the email address, the you know you can go to the website and leave it on the Anchor website, leave a message. You can find me on a variety of different discords. There's lots of ways to get a hold of me, so please send me messages. I love getting listener calls, and I definitely will play them, but I, I'm probably not going to play any more about evil campaigns for a little while, because I think after this episode we've probably beat it to a bloody pulp. Um, that said, I do have one or two other calls on the show. And then after we do some calls about this, we have a panel discussion with three of us get together and talk about it, which is why I say we <laughs> beat it to death. So without any further ado, I'm going to get into the episode. I hope you enjoy. Hey, Jason, Kevin calling in from the Red Caps podcast. Thank you very much for plugging the contest. Um, it is a great charity, uh, one I'm super, super happy to support, and hopefully everybody's able to enter the contest and win some cool prizes and do some good as well. So please do check that out if you can. Hey, Kevin, thank you for that call. Kevin has the Red Caps podcast. There's a link in the show notes. He currently has a charity drive going on for Extra Life, which is a charity that supports children hospitals in Canada. Go check it out. He's doing a thing where if you donate money, he'll match donations up to a certain amount. There's also prizes for a calling contest about favorite child actor or favorite child role in a film. So go to his blog where he breaks it all down. There's a link in the show notes, and it's definitely worth supporting. Okay, let's go on to the next caller. Hey, Jason. Daniel from Minutes. Keep calling in. Still using the Anchor app. Uh, Honor plus intrigue sounds super interesting. I, I especially like the idea of the different fencing styles. And more importantly, I think for me anyways, is that whole idea of the social combat. You see that in the Dying Earth RPG, which I picked up but never really got fully into. Kind of flipped through it and looked at it. Maybe I'll dig into that deeper. I like this idea. You know, I'm not a huge fan of charisma checks and things like that that we find in uh, insight checks, things like that that we see in some of these modern games. But I do like the idea of some kind of combat system where you could actually use your social skills to to overcome somebody uh, like in, in a combat way, right? Uh, it, as opposed to just like a single check. I think that would make those things much more interesting to me. Like you don't just roll a persuade roll and all of a sudden you persuade them, but it's a back and forth. 
I guess you get a little bit of that. Uh, you can do that a little bit, uh, guessing dogs in the vineyard. Uh, but anyways, I think that's such an interesting idea and something that I think would be really cool to add to certain types of games. It just adds that extra layer, right? Because it, it certainly it's fun to just role play your character and go back and forth with the referee. But it for some people, number one, they may not feel comfortable doing that. And but they want to play a charismatic character. Like we've had this conversation before across the various podcasts. You know, what do you do when the 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 quiet person wants to play the the charismatic leader? I think that kind of stuff could be cool for it. I mean, I didn't look at it yet. I'll check take a look. I don't like I say, I think I said this before in one of my calls-ins. These games that are like two hundred and something pages. I just I just oh I understand that they're probably a lot of locations and uh world building and stuff, but man, it charts. But boy, when I look at a 200-page book, I just I, I run away in, in, in fear because I have such a huge stack of books. But I'll definitely add this one to my queue to pick up at some point, though. It sounds really cool. Daniel, thank you so much for that call. On Sunday, we talked a little bit about this when we did our Cthulhu Dark review about the size of books and all that. But yeah, I, I can see where you're coming from on that. But the key is you don't have, you know, it's a 200-page book. But if you're not interested in that setting, if you're not going to use that setting, you just ignore those setting things. And if it's a book with a lot of charts, then you just ignore the charts you're not going to use. You know, it's no different than DCC. A large part of the Dungeon Crawl Classics book are spells. That doesn't mean, you know, and you, you only reference them if you're using that particular spell. So there's not, I, I don't hold that against games. But I, I can understand why it could be intimidating. Not, not that Daniel's afraid of them. It, although he kind of, you know, he makes a joke about that. But I, I can understand his point, but I, I, I guess I'm more lenient for that. As far as social combat, yeah, there are a number of games that do, do this really well. Savage Worlds has a good setup where you can go back and forth and, and do social combat, you know. Um, there, But I agree with you. I, I don't like just one role. Oh, you persuaded him. I like the idea of the back and forth. One thing that's good to do, and they actually talk about this in Honor and Intrigue, but one thing that's good to do is to write down, if you're not really fast-witted, like I'm not very fast-witted myself, write down phrases and write down those kind of quips and things ahead of time and have a list of those you can reference during the game. And that way, you, you know, you can play a character more like that, but you're not having to think things up on the spot. So maybe that's a little bit of a hack that people might be able to use. Next up, we have a call from BJ of the Arcane Alienist podcast. He's given us a late entry for the pirate contest and also weighing in on the idea are some characters too vile to play. And that's going to be the theme for the next set of calls. We'll have a call, this call from BJ on it. And BJ, thank you. I appreciate the kind words. We're, and actually, if you just listen to BJ's message, then he kind of says everything you hear in the rest of the episode. <laughs> so really, you could stop listening at his, but why would you do that? Carl Rodriguez, the geomologist, also calls back in to relate more pirate RPG experience. And then we have MW, the Worlds of MW Lewis podcast, who weighs in on his thoughts on, on this and pirates and all that kind of thing. Very interesting thoughts from MW. And then we're going to get into a panel discussion with Eric Salzweedle of the Omega 3D Chicken Coop podcast and Joe Richter of Hindsightless on this whole topic. Hey, Jason, it's BJ. Um, last few episodes you've done have been really great. Um, once again, failed to to put an entry into the contest, but just, just to finish out the discussion. <laughs> uh, I, I would have also probably listed Black Sails as my favorite pirate thing. 
I think it was just a phenomenal show. I love, I love the way they did it. You know, I'm really hope to see some of those actors uh, around and other stuff. I know, I know some of them are, are already kind of making the rounds and other shows and, and things like that, but particularly the guys that played um, Charles Vane and um, Long John Silver, really, really look forward to seeing them and other things in the future. But as far as more obscure stuff, though, I think nobody mentioned Nathan Hayes. That uh, I, I guess it wasn't a huge blockbuster movie, but I think I watched it a hundred times when I was a kid because it was something I had on video. You know, the movie with um, Tommy Lee Jones, where it's not really a pirate movie. I think at one point they accuse him of being a pirate in his, in, in his history, but it's, it's but it is still kind of you know adventure on the high seas during that that time period. So, yeah, I always liked that movie when I was a kid. I I don't know if it would age very well. I'd have to go back and look and watch it again. I haven't seen it in years. Uh, in game wise, I think uh, there was a game uh, that WizKids put out several years ago. It, it's collectively called, I think, just now called Pirates Collectible Card Game. And it was originally called Pirates of the Spanish Main, and it came in little foil packs, like you would you would think Magic cards would come in. But instead of collectible cards, the, the card would have an island and some very small dice and uh, some punch outs of cardboard punch outs of uh, pieces of eight or doubloons. And then a uh, punch-out ship that you, you would punch, punch the pieces out and put together sort of a 3D cardboard ship, kind of the way you used to, we used to make those balsa wood airplanes, you know, just on a little scale. Um, and there'd be a couple cards in there describing the stats of the ship. And, and then you would, you know, you and, and someone else would, would open their pack and, and ship versus ship trying to get the most treasure, get away with the most treasure according to the rules of the game. But, uh, uh, you know, of course, you could build a fleet by having multiple ships, and then they eventually they moved on to different themes, you know, of different ki- types of pirate adventures and, 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 and storylines. But that was a fun game from, from way back when. I think you can still get those things pretty easily on eBay and um, from Noble Knight Games and places like that if you want to. But not really a role-playing game, just more of a little kind of collectible tabletop skirmish game, but, but that was a lot of fun. As far as the, um, you know, our certain characters too evil to play i think that's highly dependent on just like you guys talked about already is highly dependent on the group i think for me personally i'm not interested in watching my friends engage in disgusting antisocial behavior like joe says i think it's to a certain extent you know you kind of expect your your npc villains to be kind of despicable but again you know either using lines and veils and x cards may be important if you're going to be a little more explicit about that in the game. I tend to I tend to run sort of a probably halfway between PG thirteen and R rated game when when I play. So R rated in the sense that there's crude jokes and swearing when it's all adults. Um, but but yeah, we, we may at time to time acknowledge some of those hor- more horrible aspects of, of uh, human nature exist, but we're not going to play them on screen. Um, and I guess it depends. You know, obviously people find dead bodies and. You know, we'll probably describe things you might see in a horror movie in terms of <laughs> death, dismemberment, disembowelment, maybe some some gore and stuff like that, but certainly not things like uh, detailed torture and sexual assault and uh, just inflicting cruelty and trauma on people for the sake of, of, of gratuitous depiction of it. You know, I, I shy away from that. But as far as are they too much to portray, well, that, that probably depends on your group. I think it's probably a good idea to stay away from it unless you've got a group that you really know and that you can have a frank discussion about 
from campaign to campaign about how far do we want to go with this stuff and where are the lines. Anyway, great run of episodes you've got going on, and I look forward to the next one. Talk to you later. And how could I have forgotten Treasure Planet, the Disney movie, the animated version of uh, Treasure Island? It's uh, I think it wasn't one of the well-known ones that kind of came out in the, in the lull between that kind of era where they did like The Lion King and Beauty and the Beast and that kind of the frozen and tangled resurgence um but it's actually a really good uh animated movie it's it's based on treasure island but it's set in space it's got a very spelljammer feel where they're they're clearly traveling in space but they're on you know galleon style ships just float through space and you know they stand on the open decks even as they're traveling between planets and can still breathe and move around and have gravity but it's got this combination of sort of i don't know steam steam steampunk uh, technology and unexplained, you know, science technology and age of sale stuff all going on, mashed together at once. Um, but yeah, it's a really good one. Uh, Disney's Treasure Planet. If you haven't seen it, you should check it out. Okay, let's go to the next call. Hey, Jason, sorry for the poor quality of my previous messages. I'm going to try something different here, use a different setting. So in talking to at least one of the players from that Skulls and Shackles game, um, while that was an option to raid villages and take captives, they their group did not. They decided that that was morally reprehensible. Um, that made put them at odds with pirate factions that did do that, made them enemies for sure. And I think they took some ships that had captives and liberated the captives and then found out where their villages were located and tried to, you know, Set, bring them back and save, I think, at least one village from an ongoing raid. So they, so yeah, you are like a pirate, but you still have choices since you have your own ship and you're your own captains or group of captains or what, however they decided it. I think they elected one of the player characters to be captain and they decided, they decided that we're not going to do those things. So I guess you could do that and you could have like more of a, yes, we're, that noble bad guy, I guess, noble pirate, is if that's possible. I mean, in the real world, they weren't like that, honestly. Um, even in Black Sails, I was thinking, listening or thinking back to it, that really none of the characters, you root for them some of the time, but they all have, you know, wow. I mean, they do some things that you're like, wow. Um, so they're all they're all bad guys, effectively, because they do some things that we would find that a normal person would find morally reprehensible, murder, you know, destruction, etc. So um, anyway, so there we go. Here is a addition to that awful, long-winded diatribe that I gave you before. Hello, Jason. I'm eating. It's MW here. I'm eating a 7-Eleven hot dog. The big bite at a table outside, enjoying a nice evening, though it's a bit overcast. <clears throat> Which is a shame because today Jupiter is in opposition to the sun. Which means it's directly behind the Earth when the sun is directly in front of the Earth. 
And when you're when your part of the planet spins away from the sun, you'll have a fantastic view of Saturn. And this happens quite often. It's not that unique. Um, but it's the closest Jupiter will be to Earth in, in something like 51 years. So it's a shame that I have a cloud cover night, although it's nice out as far as the temperature. I was going to pull out the old uh, telescope and see if I could get some pictures of Jupiter. Um, it's called Peregrine or something like that when it's close to the Earth. So I, I just butchered that word. But MW can't speak the English language, so that's okay. But I'm not calling about any of that or my hot dog, which I'm going to take another bite of. First of all, thank you for rejoining the game Friday night, the Greyhawk game. Your presence was appreciated. Um, I don't know what's going on with your surgery, so I'm going to have to go back through your uh, podcast and, and see what I've missed. Um, as I mentioned to you Friday, though, I wanted to participate in the pirate contest, but two weeks ago I just couldn't get myself to record what I wanted to send you. Uh, my pick would have been Yellowbeard, uh, the movie that had a lot of Monty Python people in it way back in the uh, 80s, and Cheech and Chong as well. And I, ha I still haven't listened to the contest episode, partly because I'm upset that I missed it. Now, let's get to why I'm calling. I'm listening to the post-contest fallout and this idea that running a pirate campaign means your characters have to be evil. And, of course, you said it yourself, and Joe Richter, you and Joe... That's really not the case. Let us consider for a second. What is piracy? <clears throat> well, it's one of the world's oldest professions, uh, almost as old as being a harlot or a streetwalker. It's simply the act of robbery or criminal violence by ship or boat-borne attackers upon another ship or coastal area. Now, this is important because criminal violence could mean other things, like rape and murder. But the part, let's get to the first part, the act of robbery. So continuing, typically, the most important part of the definition is typically with the goal of stealing cargo and other valuable goods. Well, many of us play the greatest RPG game of all, which is called Dungeons & Dragons, uh, and earlier editions, uh, of course, 1E or ODD or BASIC, or maybe some of even those later editions. And there's a character class in that it, those editions called the Thief or the Rogue or whatever they call it these days. And that character's primary, uh, I guess, primary goal is to steal things too. So a pirate really is just a floating thief. Now, <clears throat> we are all uh, inured with the... Uh, with the images of the of the Blackbeards and all, and, and the movies, the Jack Sparrow movies, where a lot of pirates do even worse things, which is the other part of the definition, criminal acts of violence by ship. But uh, that's not really what pirates did traditionally. In fact, if you go back to the 14th century B.C., uh, the Greeks report... Uh, instances of piracy on the Aegean Sea, and it, it was really just robbers, that's all, just robbers stealing cargo from the Greeks. The Romans had to deal with it. Uh, and then uh, the Vikings really are just pirates, 
uh, when they robbed by sea. Um, they also raided coastal towns and did lots of un, uh, unspeakable acts of violence, which, of course, is probably really blown way out of proportion in the television shows we all love. Uh, so they're really just, it's all just economic, really. In fact, in many cases, pirates are operating outside of the evil government. They're very libertarian, if you think about it. They like to attack uh, Spanish galleons and take that gold. And, you know, Queen Elizabeth I, the great queen of England, the great empress, we might want to call her, uh, commissioned uh, privateers to be her pirates. In fact, so I don't think we would consider Sir Francis Drake, who was indeed a pirate under the queen, uh, as some kind of scoundrel who went around raping and was evil. So uh, let's be careful. Oh, and by the way, a lot of American revolutionaries... Uh, partook in piracy as well to get around British restrictions. So pirates can be evil and pirates can be good, just like our good old thief class or that rogue who could also be good or evil, even though the rules say otherwise. But a lot of players play them differently. So let's not be smirched the poor old pirate just because we like to imagine Blackbeard and Yellowbeard and Jack Sparrow and all those bad ones. There are a lot of good pirates in the world. I salute them. I salute all of them. I even salute those pirates who kidnapped uh, Julius Caesar, the great and mighty Julius Caesar, for just taking him. They didn't harm him. They didn't do anything bad to him. They just wanted a little ransom, a little money. What's wrong with that? Rome had a lot of money. They just wanted some of it. So they took young Julius, and uh, so they got crucified for their effort later. I admire Julius Caesar for going back and crucifying him. So there, what does that make me? I'm really neutral, I guess. I admire both the act of kidnapping him for a little, a little, uh, a little cheddar, and I admire the act of vengeance perpetrated upon them by Caesar. It's a perfect story, actually. I love it. So uh, let's not be smirched, the old pirate. Run those pirate adventures. And I, I also know that feeling of having to be the DM or the game master at playing really awful people, and I can understand why people wouldn't want to play Nazis. I'm running the A series right now, and A D and D, and it's. You know, they are slavers, so I have to be uh, act out all these slavers, and um, I'm really happy when the party uh, ends up killing them. So I hope they keep succeeding. And that's on Monday night, ADD, which I'll be participating in later tonight. So, Jason, awesome shows. Catch me up on your surgery, and let's hope uh, others of, of your listeners out there congregate next weekend in Orlando for GrogCon, despite the hurricanes. Have a good night. Okay, so lots of interesting perspectives from BJ, Carl, and MW. And I think they're all right in many ways. There are ways you can play these kind of things without a problem. You don't have to lean into the horrible things. And you can play play up the, the more mischievous and fun aspects of this. And even as a GM playing horrible people, you can enjoy it when your characters or your players' characters do prevail over the NPCs that you are running. As far as the surgery, yes, it went well. I'm home recovering, convalescing for the next month. Thank you for the kind wishes, MW. I do appreciate that. As far as GrogCon, GrogCon did happen. His, this call is a week old, and GrogCon did happen the weekend. You're hearing this, the Monday you're hearing this, the, you know, the, the days immediate prior to this. In Orlando, Florida, they did have an AD&D 1E convention. And remember, folks, if you sent a call in to Jason and you haven't heard it on this episode, 
Have no fear, it will appear. Okay, let's get into that panel discussion. So I've gotten some interesting calls in response to the talk Joe and I had on Carl's call. And one of them is this one from Kevin at the Redcast podcast. And I think Kevin brings up an interesting point, but I didn't want to kind of just respond to it alone because, you know, Joe Richter from hindsight was on the call with me. Hello. And another person who's played in evil campaigns before, in evil campaigns you know, that I've been in that were run by Carl Rodriguez, the gemologist presents, is Eric Salsweedle of the Omega-3 Chicken Coop. So I also got Eric on here. We're going to listen to Kevin's response to what Joe and I said, and we're going to kind of spin off that. So this isn't so much, it's a continuation of the conversation is more than a direct response to Kevin, but Kevin's call kind of inspired us to continue the talk. So I'm going to play Kevin's call and then we're going to get into it. Um, As far as the question of, are there characters too evil to play? Um, I hate that question. (laughs) Not so much that you guys asked. I just hate the question in general. Um, I think you guys did a fantastic job answering the question. I think the question itself, though, is wrong. So I think the question shouldn't be, are there characters that are too evil to play? I think it should be, are there characters or settings or themes that are not right for your table? Um, And for that... I'm totally fine with that question. The are there two characters? Are there characters too evil to play, or settings that are too wrong, or insert whatever in a universal general format? Um, I, I the only answer for that is that no, they're not. All those are valid to play. It all depends on the group and the the people involved. If, they, if everybody is on the same page and wants to have that for their fun, then they should be feel free to do so. When the question gets posed out on whether or not it should quote unquote should exist um it makes those people immediately defensive that want to play that um they start to feel like oh look these guys are trying to take something away from me which i don't think you guys were um, at all but that's the vibe that goes out and it causes all kinds of problems uh the answer you guys gave was 100 percent right um you know check with your table do a session zero make sure everybody's on the same page make sure everybody understands what the content's going to be and that everybody's on board with it all those are perfectly correct answers for how to handle those situations if you want to run that kind of game. But is there a setting or a character or a theme that's just a hard no for universally for everybody for gaming? Of course not. No, there's not. Anyhow, just my thoughts. Thank you very much for the episode. Keep up the great work. Talk to you again soon. Oh, and I'm very happy to hear that the surgery went well and that you're still living. Good. All right. Take care. Talk to you later. Bye. <laughs> Hey, this is Jason from the future here. I just wanted to cut in to say that Eric and Joe and I go off into some really weird tangents in the following discussion. And I did reach out to Kevin and let him listen to this because I don't want to misrepresent him or, you know, paint him in a bad light. And he isn't encouraging any of the weird things that we go off into trying to justify our points of view or any of that. And ultimately what it comes down to is don't worry about what other people that aren't in your game or doing. Make sure that your game is appropriate for you and your group. Make sure everybody in your group is on board. And you know, if your group is playing something you're not comfortable with, it's okay to step away. You don't have to play in every game. It's okay, don't feel peer pressure to play in something you're not comfortable with. But as long as the group is okay playing it, then ultimately Nobody else should be telling you and and your players what you should be doing at your table. So, 
anyway, I'm going to switch back over to the conversation, but I just want to put that disclaimer up there that we, we did run this by Kevin because there are times it might seem we're a little bit antagonistic towards him, but really I appreciate him bringing up the conversation, bringing up the topic, and giving us a chance to further talk about it. Thank you, Kevin. I also am happy that I'm still living. Really appreciate it. Um, and so I, I don't ha have an issue with what Kevin said in this call. I think it's, and he's not necessarily wrong. Our, so maybe the episode title is a little clickbaity because the intent isn't necessarily to judge other tables. It's to decide what works for your table and to know your players and to make sure all the players are on the same sheet of music. But, but I think it is an interesting question. The idea of are some things, are there some things that we shouldn't be doing in role-playing games? I, I don't know. Um, Eric, we, we heard Joe on last time, so we'll throw it to Joe here in a minute. But you, you've played in evil games. We were in, like I say, we were in one of Carl Rodriguez's evil games yeah, together in Broken Lands. I know you're messing with Carl now, but so. Well, I mean, in theory, I mean, my character yeah. was evil, evil lineman. He was chaotic evil, actually. Yeah. So um, when we started getting into this, I, my brain immediately goes back to high school. So, you know, 24 years ago at this point probably longer, probably 25, we decided after playing mostly heroic games that we were going to play an evil campaign. And we decided that we, uh, it was a homebrewed world of my buddy created. And he created like this race of evil elves. They're like pale skinned, dark hair, kind of like inverse of drow. Mm -hmm. And they were like um, imperialistic conquering type. So our whole thing is we had an airship and we flew around the like, uh, the countryside and we were like invaders from another land and we were and we bombed cities and took things over i don't remember like the extent of evil but i'd say bombing cities and like taking their land and uh <laughs> without reason is pretty evil um and we played that for a while and it was just something that you know teenagers were like we're gonna play an evil game and and it was fine but it i don't think the themes were very um adult but I played in other games where my characters have been ambiguously kind of gray, right? Like I played a half giant gladiator that was more interested in conquering the city than helping people out, right? He didn't he didn't go do evil things, but he definitely killed every single rival he had in the city, right? But that was in Dark Sun, so maybe everyone was kind of evil or at least chaotic. Um, we've played mobsters in games, right? Where we didn't like attack innocence, but we definitely engaged in gunfights with other mobsters and potentially like law enforcement. Right. So, I mean, a mobster is, I guess, from my perspective is probably leans more towards evil than even neutral characters. How many times have you played in a, a sci-fi game where you're bounty hunters, right? Like bounty hunter, I guess, could be altruistic and law abiding, but in general, they're kind of like, criminals that have been badged to go do things right like so i i think and in carl's game you're right broken lands i played a bugbear right and we like con were trying to conquer the other lands of the other tribes in that game right and then i remember there was one session where some we caught some human adventurers that were coming to like mess with the bugbears and the orcs and i my character tried interrogating one of them and he this was like something like thief or halfling thief and he was kind of being cocky. So I gave him to the troglodytes knowing the troglodytes were going to eat him. So you know, like <laughs> that was a pretty evil act, right? I mean, my character did. So 
I have played in some evil games and I don't know if evil is the right word, but where there's some darker themes and the, and I thought about it some more and I'm like, but there are things that are off limits to me, right? Like mm-hmm. I'm not going to play a character. I'm not even going to act it out. Right. I'm not going to even act out a character or talk about a character that is going to like murder a family or kill a family of like halflings that are huddled in the corner. Right. They're not going to light the church on fire with all the civilians stuck in it, like in the scene. And, um, Oh, it's a Mel Gibson movie where, the uh, Patriot. the Patriot. Yeah. And, or in the Northman spoiler, mm-hmm. they block everyone inside of a building and light them on fire. I, I'm not going to be a, I, it's not a theme that I want to play out. And it's not even a theme I like to see on TV. So why would I want to do it in a fantasy world? I'm not going to um, play a, a character or even game master bad guys that do like rape things. That's like, that's all. I don't even like saying that word. It's like a word that like mm-hmm. makes my skin crawl. Right. So those are things I'm not going to do. I'm not going to take real world racist words and put them into my game, no matter what, even if it's in the name of art. Right. Like I'm, I'm always amazed when a Hollywood movie uh, like uh, Quentin Tarantino writes mm-hmm. a lot of movies that use um, racial slurs to portray whatever story he's trying to tell. And, and like, it's I, I can't even like I couldn't even write that word down on paper like the second my hands like tried to go type that on the keyboard I think my fingers would lock up like I'm not going to do this this is wrong so for me there are topics that are off limits to me and um, I guess the one thing I would disagree with Kevin on is that like for example using real world racist words in a game even if it's a fantasy game I do think is wrong. It's it, and I don't think it should be perpetuated in the game. However, marauding and you know villages getting burned, you know those are kind of like standard fantasy tropes, and those are, I guess, okay as long as they don't get like too out of control. I guess that's my long-winded roundabout answer. Joe, I allow your counterpoint. <laughs> I don't, I don't have, there's, there's degrees to this shit, right? Like mm-hmm. there's a difference in playing an evil campaign where you're, you know, you're trying to conquer all your rivals and conquer lands and stuff. Or like you were saying, there's an evil campaign where you're grabbing innocent people and raping them and murdering children just out of sheer spite. Um I yeah like I, I I do think there are games that should not exist you know I don't think there should be a game where everybody plays as child predators and that's the point of the game I, I would judge you harshly for playing a game like that like I don't think there should be games where you're a bunch of racists and you're going out to try and kill people of a specific race or religion or anything I would judge people for playing that game like I think there are there are limits you know I mean everything is subjective, right? Like you can rationalize whatever and we can play it. I don't say, you know, whatever, anyone can do whatever they want as long as they're not hurting anybody. But I would definitely wonder about people who wanted to play those kind of games. And I'm, I'm okay with that. Yeah. I, I think it's interesting. We talk about um, these things that Eric brings up like gangster games, you know, and I played in gangster games and definitely gangster games are, you're gangsters. <laughs> right. You, you, you know, so you're, you're bad guys doing bad things or bad girls doing bad things. Right. Um, you, you know, without a doubt. Um, and, you know, I mean, back in the days we we're playing Star Wars, you know, we did a stormtrooper campaign. Now we didn't, this was back, you know, with before any of this new Star Wars stuff came out, but 
you know, prior prequels or any of that stuff. And, and it wasn't, you know, there were more stormtrooper campaigns, like conquering other planets and fighting other like military stuff like that. So it wasn't really, you know, stormtroopers as oppressors. We never really got into that. It was more a military game. You, you know what I mean? But I mean, we played Star Wars Stormtroopers, you know, um, there, there are a lot of people, you know, with riffs, it's tamped down now. But for a long time, you know, there's a subculture in riffs where people played coalition forces, you know, the the the, the human centric forces in riffs, you know, which are arguably supposed to be the bad guy. Not arguably, they are supposed to be one one of the major bad guys of the setting, you know, Um like, like Eric said, you know, in Broken Lands, and it's not it's not picking on Carl. It was a good game. I, I wish we were still playing that game. I really enjoyed that game. But, I mean, we were a, a group of monsters trying to conquer land. We were fighting other gangs and taking their turf and doing what monsters do, you know? I mean, this yeah, is, yeah. And, and if some holy yeah. and if some lawful good clerics rolled into those lands, like, and tried to, like, convert us to their... Like uh, I can't remember the uh, Mystaric, uh Pantheon, but let's say they're trying to convert us to one of their holy gods. Yeah, my bugbear would have been like, "Nah, it's time to get your head bashed in with a mace, buddy. <laughs> like it's right. time to get out of here." You're... Yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's interesting. I, you know, oh damn, I just had a thought, and it like it. Oh, so that was it. So setting also matters a lot too, right? Yeah. So this goes into your pirate thing, right? Like if you're uh and pirate borg morkborg i've made like two morkborg characters there's no way i could see either of those characters being good right they're in a really crappy world they're kind of like crappy creatures they're humans but there's like i mean you read them you're like this is not like a like a, they're kind of pathetic and they're just trying to survive in this dark time right so I, I, it's like you get this character and you're like, ah, well, how do I play this? They seem pretty disgusting and like gross. I guess that's how I play them, but I can't see them being like heroic. You know what I mean? I see them mm -hmm. being selfish uh, a little bit in Shadow of the Demon Lord too. Like my role, my background, my character's background was a pirate, right? So that is what like, so they were a pirate. They were a goblin who liked to play cruel pranks on people that was their personality trait right so like that's not like gonna be a nice person right he's not gonna right. be like oh wow look that village is in need he's gonna be more like oh let's late for the monsters to eat everyone in the village and then we'll go scavenge the village afterward for gear afterwards for gear because the end of the world is coming so um yeah it's it's you know, those are those are games where I was just thinking about it. I was like, wow, setting plays a lot into that. Same thing with Solar Blades and Custom Spells. I was getting mildly frustrated. I ran two campaigns in a row. And in both campaigns, the characters all kind of gravitated towards like the the gray side mm -hmm. of like the spectrum. And even I even like after on the third campaign, because I, I ran it, I would I run it in a convention and then I ran it that other time and then the third campaign that you were in jason i even told you weren't there for the prison break i even told all the characters i'm like you guys are all in prison but that doesn't mean you have to be there like you could all be wrongfully imprisoned but no, i, I think that first session okay i think everyone kind of picked the we're supposed to be here <laughs> 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 now we're trying to break out so yeah it was just i think setting will really drive it and if yeah if you pick it like kind of like a gray or darker setting you're you're not going to get these like 
bright, shining, brilliant heroes. Well, well it's so, interesting too, if you look at it, and like this goes back to early days, even in role playing, right? So in 1976, we have the game Monsters, Monsters, which is Tunnels and Trolls flipped, where you play the monsters preying on adventurers in the civilized world, right? You're, 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 you're playing the monsters, you know, fighting the humans effectively. So, but I think there's a difference in fantasy like that and what we do with Broken Lands and playing a, say, a realistic, more a more reality-based setting, and you're playing humans doing horrible things, right? Right. Now, I I do agree with Kevin to some degree. I I I'm not in any place to try to tell anybody that what they're doing is bad, wrong, fun, and it's. I mean, there there are limits there, like like kind of like what Joe's saying. I mean, if your whole game is we're we're going to be a pedophile ring, then yeah, something's wrong there. Well, right. I, mean, I yeah, something's wrong there. I'm I'm a, I'm comfortable saying that, but you know, for the most part, I'm not going to judge how other people are playing, you, you know, and how they're playing their game. And it's it's interesting because Eric talked earlier. I think there is a there's a there is a line where you get. It just gets uncomfortable, and that line's going to be different for different groups. Totally, like some groups totally. may want to explore the idea of being, you, you know, they might watch Flesh and Blood, right? We, Flesh and Blood with Rucker Hauer. You, you know, nobody in that movie is a good person, but that might be an interesting one shot to play. You know, where you're playing effectively evil mercenaries. You, you, you know. Yeah, but, and I, I, I want to be clear. I'm not trying to say these types of dark themes shouldn't be explored in role-playing mm-hmm. games. I'm saying games where the whole point is to be a terrible, terrible person, I'm not interested in. And then if you cross the line into being really horrible people, then yeah. But like, because as a dungeon master or game runner, whatever you want to call it, like, yeah, I'll play some horrible, evil shit to see my friends battle against that and try and persevere and fight and destroy and beat that evil stuff. I don't want to see my friends being the ones that are being fucking assholes. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yeah, if you're you playing World War II, her- yeah, if you're, yeah. If you're playing World War II, you, you know, the player characters shouldn't be loyal Waffen SS who are, you, you know, actively doing WAF and SS stuff, right? Right. Or Even like if it's a Cthulhu, con- yeah, if like it's a, a game Cthulhu where you game, run the concentration camp. Yeah, right. That's yeah, not exactly. a cool game. No, if you're doing a, I could see a one, sh- like, I don't know if you, if you guys have seen The Keep by Michael Mann. Where, oh, yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah. So, so you could do that as a one shot horror game. And yeah, in that game, okay, you're all, you know, Nazis, whatever. But I mean, it's a, it's a one shot horror game where everybody's going to die. Pretty much right. So it's not that yeah, I I wouldn't have an issue with that. As long if, as all the Nazis die in the end, the game is yeah. is, is, is doing well. well. Yeah, well, totally. I mean, even if even if you know a character doesn't, it's a one shot. It's a hard, yeah. you know, it's a specific thing. But if the campaign is a World War II game, but we're going to play the German, but it's interesting, right? Because why is a role playing game different? Because when you look at war games, miniature war games, like nobody judges the people to play the Germans in the miniature war games, right? In World yeah. War II games, there's nothing wrong with that. And Eric brought up before we started recording, Eric brought up, you know, nobody judges actors who play. You know, if an actor plays Jeffrey Dahmer, that doesn't mean we shun that actor, right? Right. But there's yeah. a difference in doing reading lines and portraying an act. And 
and like enjoy. Oh, so yeah, that's what it is. Because so role playing is fantasy enjoy or fan, what's fantasy what? enjoyment. Yes. So yeah. so if you're playing Jeffrey Dahmer in the game, we're playing mm-hmm. Jeffrey Dahmer the role playing game, and your character is Dahmer, and you're like taking pleasure in describing what he's doing. The same thing in your Nazi game. If you're taking pleasure in being the Nazi and having fun being the Nazi, that is then a problem for me. I, I will objectively say that that is a problem in the game and it, and I probably don't want to play with you. It kind of goes, it, it's similar to like you're playing a game with the, the players who like to steal from the other players or mm-hmm. threaten to always attack them or do things mm-hmm. to like endanger the players or or potentially get them killed like not help like i'm not helping you i hate your character Ugh, i've always hated your elf and you're like well, why you know like I, <laughs> aren't we here together no your character sucks i hate him you're like so like those are the type of people that i'm just kind of like you know what i, I don't really want to be friends with you and so why would i game with you yeah 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 i ran this one game and the guy playing the cleric was playing this crazy cleric who wore a bunch of like BDSM stuff and would charge anytime anybody needed healing, like in the middle of combat. He'd be like, oh dude, I'm down like hella hit points. He's like, give me 10 gold and I'll cast a heal spell on you. You know, and it's like, oh dude, okay, you're going like this. Huh? <laughs> yeah. It was it was interesting to see how it went. Eventually people like liked it and they laughed. But at first everyone was like, oh okay. But but yeah, that and and that can work. It depends on your group, right? It depends. Yeah. I, I wouldn't necessarily so somebody doing that isn't I I guess necessarily what I'm looking at. No, here, no, me neither. So I right. just went on a tangent. But I actually yeah, thought yeah. that shit was hell funny. No, it no, that I could see that being <laughs> funny. And I could definitely see that being a you know, a neat quirk and a neat thing in a game and playing that up. I I, I mean, I've done some some weird things in games, but <laughs> I, I don't know. So but it's funny though, because you know, later in October I'm gonna talk about little fears and in that game you you know depending where you go with it it, it's a horror game where the players are are kids and all the horrible crap that happens to kids is on the tape now that's not saying you have to go there but but see that's the difference right the the players aren't the ones that are being the horrible evil monsters that's the difference for me so it, good. I have a question here. I don't run horror games. I'm not really into the horror genre um, very much. So, so I, and I don't know, I, I wouldn't consider you guys like horror guys either. You no. both have played it and run it, but like, if you're running call of Cthulhu, like as the game master, like, so if I'm running like a fantasy game or a sci-fi game, I get enjoyment out of the characters being heroic, slaying the demon, defeating the necromancer, um, destroying the evil spaceship, you know, like succeeding against the space pirates. Like I personally, as a game master, get enjoyment out of that. And I don't like it when the players fail because the dice are just unlucky, right? If they fail because they've made bad choices, that's that's on them, right? But um, I enjoy seeing the players succeed, and I like those stories of eventual triumph. I like happy endings. I don't like sad stories. I actually just stopped reading a book because all the characters in it were so crappy that I was like, I can't read this anymore. <laughs> um, I, that's why yep. I don't like Game of Thrones. I was like, I don't mm. like Game of Thrones. It's too negative for me. There's too many people dying. There's too much raping and incesting and babies dying like it's just not my thing so um so when you run horror games like what what is 
where is the line for the GM where if they get enjoyment out of this part of the game, it's creepy. And like, where does the horror GM get their enjoyment from? Because I could argue that in some of those horror themes, if you're the game master and you're relishing in some of those really dark themes, it's the same as a player who relishes in a evil character. Well, you, you want to try to get it so the get that same react. It, it depends what you're doing. But if you're talking a real horror game, we're not talking Polpar. We're not talking, you, you know, all that. But you're, you're dealt, you know, if you're talking re- really trying to do a horror game, it's trying to just get that atmosphere and, and that kind of oppressive atmosphere and get that reaction. You're probably not going to get that shock value like you get in modern jump scares and movies. But you might get that thing where people go away from the game, come back a couple of days later, like, man, that was messed up. And, you know, we went there. And if you get that everybody in that that attitude and that idea where, you know, it's like movies where you keep thinking about it for days later, it, it, it's getting that effect. And and, and it, it requires players that are into that, too. I, I mean, you know, look at look at Joe's Cthulhu game. He had a guy eat his hand. I mean, here, let me throw it to Joe for a minute. Yeah, like, so I would never, I've never run what Jason just described as a horror game, I guess. Um, my games, even in for Cthulhu, they are, they are, you know, the players all work for a paranormal investigation company in the 20s, uh, and they were investigating paranormal shit. And so it was, it was them trying to discover shit. Plus, there was like, I mean, we went to some pretty dark places and what I found enjoyment in was seeing how the players would respond and what they would do when confronted with these like evil situations. How do you, how do you deal with this? Um, And, you know, there was obviously talks before of what would and wouldn't be on the table. Uh, But yeah. Um, Yeah. I don't know. That's, that's it. Yeah, to, to me, it's I you know the players for the players to think think about it days late. And it depends what kind of game you're. If you're playing Ghostbusters, you know that's not a horror game to me, right? And, no. and if you're playing most honestly, most horror games, quote unquote horror games, aren't really like like trying to be serious horror games, right? You you know what I mean. So I I guess it just depends what you're looking for. But I I, I have successfully been in games like that where everybody was on board. You know, nobody wisecracked during the game. You, you know, and, and it went some dark places and it, it worked really well. And, and, you know, I think everybody enjoyed it for the same reason you like watching those psychological thrillers well, because that effectively that's what you've created, you know, that kind of, kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. I don't like those movies. So I don't right, so, so that's it. not the game yeah. for you. And that's yeah, okay. no, it's not. You know? I know. I, and it was more me that's, curious. I hope yeah. no one thinks that I'm saying you shouldn't play horror games. I'm not saying. Oh no, that. no. Yeah. No, yeah. No, no, no. no, I could see someone like mistaking right. what I was saying. So <laughs> I was more just like, like, like probing curiously. Right. Because I've had this discussion with someone before where they were talking about a story they read and it had some pretty like, uh messed up themes in it and their their response was like um they're like can you believe this book even exists and i was like well what do you mean and 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 they were just kind of talking about the themes that were in the book i'm not going to repeat them on your show sure and i'm like i'm like well it's a book right but they're like but they shouldn't be able to write about this is kind of what they were getting at it's like well it's a fiction like super fiction i mean like it, it was like way out there it involved female vampires just so you can use your imagination and i'm like um and so we kind of went back and forth and i and i said well if i write a book of, about a, 
like, let's say I write a story and one of the characters in it is racist. Does that mean that you think that I would like be okay with racism? Cause I'm not, but maybe in the story, there's like a racist character for whatever reason. Right. Or maybe there's a character in the story that's evil. And so they, they were like saying that I was like evil, but I know that they watch movies with that stuff in it. So I'm like, do you think the screenwriters evil then? Like, I'm, I'm curious where for people where the line is drawn, right? Like they're like, it's not okay to, you know, I know like slavery is a, is a touchy subject, rightfully so. Like they're like, it's not okay for slavery in a role-playing game, but they would probably go watch a movie that's like maybe has slavery in it, right? I mean, technically Gladiator has slavery in it, right? And like, right. He, he is a slave. He, that Like that's what the Gladiators were. So I'm just kind of curious where in media, in our nerd sphere on certain topics, is it not okay, right? Like, cause yeah, I, I've, I've watched movies where, you know, like obviously a care like this is Law and Order SVU. I used to watch Law and Order SVU all the time. So there's a lot of like rape cases and other types of cases in that, right? I didn't like I like the characters in the show and I like them investigating and finding out, but I didn't like necessarily those themes. And I eventually drifted away from those eventually when I got married and had kids because I was just kind of like I don't know. Things change once you have kids. You start thinking about all those bad things now happening to your family, and you're like, I can't watch mm. this anymore. <laughs> so, um, so I'm just kind of curious where that happens. Where it's like it's See, it's okay that's... to watch it, but it's not okay to play in a game with the themes. Right. And I'm and not saying there's a right or wrong tricky. answer here. I'm just yeah. I'm just curious uh, where everyone's limits are. And that's where it gets really tricky because it really is up to the group and it's what that group's comfortable with. I'm not really comfortable with the industry saying, you know, this is okay, but this isn't okay. You, you know, you still have uh, over in other countries, Australia specifically, because I looked, saw something about yesterday, you know, still bans movies. There are still movies that aren't allowed to be shown over there. Right. You know, her, there's a Herschel Gordon Lewis movie, which is, you know, it's a crap movie, but, but it, it can't be shown over there. <laughs> You know, that's from like the 70s and you know, horror, not really even a horror movie. Just so. Anyway, but the point being, you, you know, you still have countries that are banning movies, banning books, all this kind of thing. And I, I don't know. I, I'm very much against the idea of censorship. I, I mean, I think you need to. I, I'm very much in favor of having ratings and, and and and, you know, not having the adult magazines where the kids can get them and stuff like that. But I, I'm not. A big fan of censorship at all in almost any sense and and i'm very hesitant to sit there and say you know this game shouldn't be played or this isn't okay there might be things that are off the table for me and off the table for the groups i play in but i i think the problem well it's not necessarily a problem but i think i, I don't know it, it it's tough because you don't want to judge people but at the same time if you know the whole game is well we're playing rapey pirates and we're gonna go you know each each session we're gonna sack a ship and rape the women and kill the men and you you, you know what i mean i mean i is that yeah it's not and, a game and you get descriptive I'm, is that yeah, i mean no. i'm not right. judging people but at the same time i kind of am because i you know is that i don't know <laughs> right I don't yeah know. i would I, my question would be like why are you playing that game what enjoyment do you get out of it like that that would be my question yeah, but, in those situations but but again it's like it's like the horror game with you right like you you have no interest in playing you know that like serious horror game 
but no, we're watching monster of the week is about the, right. the most horror that I'm going to get. And that's more Buffy the vampire slayer, like supernatural type stuff. Right. Or watching like, like I watched some, some horrible shit. I, I watched some you know, exploitation <laughs> movies and some, right. some, some yeah. really bad movies. And you know, I could definitely understand people like, why do you watch that crap? You know, and, and this, well, like that movie I talked about was talking about a span in Australia, you know I mean? That's, um, I'm trying to remember the the name it's the the gore gore girls um anyway but the point is the it, you know it's yeah the gore gore girls 1972 by herschel gordon lewis it's just a horrible movie all the way around like not well acted not well shot the special effects are obviously fake and it's just a, a weird movie but should it be banned no i don't think so and but i can't defend like watching it like when i like and most of the movies I watch, I can't defend, like, you should watch this. <laughs> you know what I mean? But but at the same time, I don't necessarily want other people to come come by and say, Jason, you shouldn't watch this. You, you know, so I'm, I'm hesitant to, to, to draw a line in the sand and say, you know, this game isn't right. This shouldn't be played. But, I mean, you've got the, we, we won't name a name because we don't want to, you know, drive sales or anything. But, you, you, you know, you've got a white supremacist murderer who's got a role-playing game out there you know that pushes those white supremacist ideals you've got you know things like i mean i don't know that the creator of fatal gets any i mean anybody look gets a copy of fatal these days is getting a a cop pirated copy off the internet so i guess you know they're not making any money off that but you, you know you've got some games out there that are probably shouldn't be there i mean but you know does anybody really play those things or are they just curiosities? I mean, I've got uh, species, the role-playing game, you know? <laughs> I don't know what you do with that. Well, if you go into the video game world, there's clearly, I mean, like, look at the Grand Theft Auto. I mean, that, mm-hmm. like, th- th- my kids are like, Dad, can I watch GTA 5 videos? I'm like, absolutely not. And I go to the YouTube filter and I immediately start, like, putting right. on things, you know, like, you know, there, there's the, and there's a ton of people that play that game. In my 20s, my roommate played that all the time. And even back then, when I was an immature moron, I'm still immature and probably slightly moronic. Even back then, I was like, "Why do you like playing this? Like, yeah. I don't, I don't get it." And and maybe someone will call into your show and explain why GTA is a, Grand Theft Autos are amazing games. I don't see the appeal. I also but, don't but like, do you think it shouldn't I, be on the market? No, I don't. I also am like you. I don't like censorship in general. Um, I I don't like people saying that this music can't exist or that this media can't exist or whatever. I I, I am not in favor of of censorship, and um, I believe that the market will will dictate outcomes. Right? Like if mm-hmm. it's not popular, it will die. Right? Um, and even if it, even if there's some like fringe weird like game out there that has like r- weird themes, it's not like anyone's getting rich off of it, right? So um, most likely, though, maybe I'd be surprised. <laughs> maybe. Well, clearly, they got rich off Grand Theft Auto because people yeah. got the crud out of that. <laughs> but but is that any different than the media? We you know when you talk about it, and and I don't remember if this was on the show, Joe, or if it was a private conversation. But you, you know we talk you know. When did TV start where there's no likable characters, where they're all bad people? You know, it was a Seinfeld, I think we, t- we we kind of agreed on Yeah. That. But you look at The Sopranos, you look at Breaking Bad, you look at 
you, you know, black yeah. sails. You, you you look at any of these these shows, you know, Sons of Anarchy, right? The, you just listed I'm, a whole bunch of shows that I don't like. <laughs> yeah, Game of Thrones. <laughs> and, I, and that that's you know, House of the Dragon, right? Like, yeah, yeah, they're all bad. Not so. There, there may be a couple good people that survive a couple episodes in Game of Thrones, but for the most part, these are shows where everybody's bad. You know. Well, so that's so and I they're was popular, reading, popular shows. I don't know what the trilogy's name is, but the author's name is Alex Marshall. And I I got to the third book and every character in it, and someone maybe will correct me if they read these books, it was just like crappy. They didn't have any redeeming qualities. Like they just didn't. Um, and right when you started to like a character, they would do something really like just really shitty like there was there was one character that was like starting to get redeemed in the story and like their arc was coming around and then something happened that triggered them and they ended up like trying to execute uh, hundreds of enemy troops by throwing them into this like dark pit that was like swallowing them and then the scene is one other character trying to save them by chopping a guy's arm off with a kukri like it's all this is in there it's, it's like super graphic gory like the themes are really dark. Um, there's a high level of sexuality in the book too, and in the series in general. And it like builds and it just keeps going, going, going. And, and, and like at this point, it's like reaching like a crescendo. It's like the orchestra's at maximum, and I just had to stop. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna go read some popcorn sci-fi. Like <laughs> I need, just need some soap opera, like or space opera, like kind of happy-go-lucky. And so the book series I pick opens up with a guy having a flashback to where he had to kill his entire crew because they had been mind controlled. And it, and the scene is him blowing the head off of his, his, uh, his like wing person with a plasma pistol. I'm like, well, great job, Eric. You just picked another really dark book. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I so, read this. Uh, oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, go. No, yeah. Go ahead, Joe. Oh, I was just going to say, there's this uh, collection of short stories. I forget the author's name now called North American Lake Monsters. Uh, and it's really good, but it deals with some seriously dark themes in some of these short stories that were challenging, but presented in a really good way where it's just, it'll challenge the shit out of you, but it's this horror story. And sometimes the bad stuff happens to the bad people, but not, not all the time. Uh, and it was just, it's really good, but it's one of those books that there are probably people out in the world that would say this type of book shouldn't exist because of this theme and that theme and this theme. Uh, but it's actually a pretty awesome collection of short stories. Well, and, and the thing is society's tastes change over the years, right. On what's acceptable and what's not. And you know, that's the other, the other yeah. part of it, but, but I do think there's something different between reading a, story watching a movie and then playing a role-playing game right well, like, yeah yeah when you're inhabiting is. those characters it's a little bit different well because than, you're deciding what they do you're not it's not yeah, decided for you exactly right? and that yeah. that's that's the thing right there that's the rub yeah you're not a passive observer anymore mm -hmm. or even even as the actor i mean you're inhabiting that but you're not you, you know it's not your choice on what you're doing unless right. you're an improv but here it's improv, effectively. Mm. You, you know, role-playing games, you're, you're inhabiting and making those decisions. Which well, sometimes that can be interesting. And, and there may be times where it is interesting to, to 
try to get in the mindset of that terrible person for, for a short period of time. But, and, and I don't even necessarily have any issue with that for a short period of time. I think the problem is, or it's not, maybe I'm using a bad terminology here. I shouldn't say the problem is, but I, I guess for me, where a really question is where you're talking about any kind of campaign or any kind, you know, do, do you need multiple sessions of playing X horrible, you know, Jeffrey Dahmer to really, you, you, you know what I mean? Right. Is playing Jeffrey Dahmer in one, one, one session at one point because you're, you, you know, you, you want to see it. I, I wouldn't judge anybody for that, but if they continue to play Jeffrey Dahmer's and every game they played, well, you know, that's you gotta wonder. different. Yeah. The game master though, kind of has to be in that mindset every game, right? Like if I'm running a campaign where the great evil has risen, the seal has been broken on the, the cell and the, and the evil has been unleashed on the world. And it's all these like shadowy dark monsters that are just like ravaging across the countryside, like destroying every village, murdering every living thing, you know, and I'm, I'm in control of that. I'm the game master. I made that yeah. story. It, and I'm making and I'm making that happen. But sure, are you but rooting depends. for like right? Because right now I'm running Wrath of the Righteous, right? And I'm playing a bunch of demons, but I'm rooting for the players, and I want the demons to lose, even though I'm controlling them. I'm still rooting against them. Do okay. you do you though play the demons suboptimally to make that happen? No, Joe, or do you still no 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 them? no? I'll still play the shit out of them, but in my heart. I'm rooting for the players. But in your mind, you are mechanically <laughs> maximizing the demons. But but is that any yeah. different than a board game where you're where you have two players and one plays the evil side and one plays the good? Uh, I mean, we, we grew up playing access and allies, right? Right, like, right. Yeah, and yeah. Yeah. So I I think as a GM too, you have a you have a choice on how far you go in the description of things and how deep you go into things. If right. You, you know, it's one thing to say, you know, the evil spreading across the land, killing families, killing off villages, things like that. It's another thing to go into graphic description every single time. Yeah. Or to, to explain to explain to, how high the pile of dead babies is. Right. right. Exactly. Yeah. Or, or to do cut scenes where you're describing it and making players right. sit there for five minute cut scenes where, you know, there's a different well, degrees in here. There are was... GMs that won't play you know, Nazi games because they don't want to play yeah. the Nazis. Or Carl talked about in, in his call that generated this, talked about a GM who wouldn't run a traveler campaign because he didn't want pirates, you, you know. So that's interesting. I would like to talk to that GM because I would say, do you play other evil characters, right? Because I, I'm not going to describe what happens, but if you're if you have in your game let's vikings right how often do we glorify vikings in in, mm -hmm. in pop culture mm -hmm. but in reality vikings sure. were pirates yep. <laughs> essentially <laughs> <laughs> like they went and took things and they did bad things and they brought it back to their lands so if you have like an i don't know what the correct word is but in your world you have like a country that's like vikings or a race of creatures that are like viking like and they're going off and doing things you like and even though you're not describing what they're doing you know what they're doing that's like if it's based on anything historical they're doing really bad stuff uh, go watch the show vikings yeah I, I don't have Man. it so you guys haven't heard it there's a like a eight minute call from mw back kind of on that subject on you know vikings aren't that bad kind of thing 
not not but but just like in general like like you don't have to play play all these things as that bad and and yeah real life vikings are a lot of bad things no question about it but at the same time again as the gm just because it i i don't i don't think it's a problem like if you're running runequest and you have brew and runequest i mean brew you know their reproduction cycle is to rape other races and then the baby is a born or new brew i mean that's how they reproduce that that's the only way they reproduce it's you know and that's built into runequest that's so, a dark theme yeah right but i mean you know do we ban runequest because that theme is in there no and but does a gm who does that mean anybody who gms runequest is into that no but they don't have to go into that you know they don't have to dwell on that kind of just right. that's part, in sure. the game you don't have to dwell on that part of the game you don't even really you can play the entire game and, and never really come up if you want to kind of avoid that theme so so i don't and, and if you you and you can allude to it but you don't have to get yeah graphic details i'll have it. to listen to mw's call but that that is a good point and i and i kind of had a similar thought when that people were talking about pirates like you can play pirates but you can play them in a more like neutral-ish like like right. you said yeah. they're they're, right. they're attacking other pirates they're fighting the navy mm-hmm. uh or, well, and that's might, his point yeah, that, yeah that's where kind of his point where it yeah. might get a little gray is like um in our pirate game we we attacked merchants and we stole from merchants now were those merchants good merchants or bad merchants I, we don't know and one of the characters was an assassin and he killed the captain of the ship in his cabin because he was an assassin. That's what he, he assassinated mm. people like at, at some point and he was not a good guy. And it was like he ended up getting corruption. And, and I think the game master was mildly shocked by the by the person, the character, the player's brutality. <laughs> well, you, but you let him um, play an assassin. What do you expect him to? Uh, yeah, you know, exactly. I, I guess. I, so I have an issue there. If, so if you're going to allow evil people to play evil characters, then yeah, there are limits and you should have a session zero and you should talk about, you know, Hey guys, you know, we're not going, we're, we're going to have veils and we're going to have this and that. But at the same time, if you're letting somebody play an assassin and, and unless you decide ahead of time, Oh, they have a heart of gold and they don't really kill anybody. But I mean, if that's what they are, you let them play that character. Well, and what if I was playing in Joe's Pathfinder game and I'm running a, a barbarian with like a giant two-handed axe or a two-handed sword because it does the 2d6 though yeah. joe, joe the the axe uh will do max damage more often than the sword will do max damage the low end Fair. the sword is yeah. better but anyway so uh <laughs> not to get into that right but if <laughs> if i'm wielding this giant two-handed axe and i'm gonna go berserker rage i'm not gonna go bop people gently on the head and put them to sleep I mean, I'm looking to chop things in half and those might be bandits and maybe those bandits are just hard on their luck and are looking for food to feed their family. And they're, you know, like, I I think it's kind of like goes back to the whole, like, think of all the contractors that were Mm -hmm. killed on the Death Star, right? Like, yeah. um, And and, uh, spoiler in the, in the new, I haven't finished Obi-Wan because I'm way behind on TV, but even in the Obi-Wan series, there's uh, Imperial sympathizers that think that the empire is doing good things right like they think that they're bringing order i mean that's the whole what the whole empire sold right so you you're gonna have i think we kind of glorify our heroic characters as never doing you know it's kind of like the paladin that that kills all the orcs in the village i I, like i remember in high school asking it like uh, like well the paladin's like oh yeah let's kill all the orcs i'm like 
you're lawful good. Why? Like it, it's yeah. a village filled with orcs. You're just going to go in there and just start like whacking them to pieces and riding around on your holy charger, like running them down with your lance. Do you think that sounds like a good thing? He's like, well, they're orcs. They need to die. And I'm like, okay. Well, it depends on the game world though, right? Cause like, yeah, it does. Now, it does. Like, look at, so my only exposure to wheel time is the first like seven episodes of the series. I never even yeah. finished. Tr- Trollocs are, are, Trollocs. are inherently evil. They have no redeeming qualities. Yes. Kill Trollocs and merge all on site. A half yeah. man or a fade needs right. to die and, on site. So, yeah, in some games, that's the case with orcs, right? Yeah, I mean, it is. Or look it at is. like Games Workshop orcs. You know, especially when you talk 40k, where they're spores. You know, they, you know, they, they're born out of spores, right? Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's why I like using undead and demons so much. There's, mm-hmm. you know, it's you got to think about that shit less with those things. But that skeleton could have a family. <laughs> I mean, like bone little, daddy, dude. Little bone yeah. daddy. Bone daddy. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I don't know. I, I I don't know if we've reached any 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 hard conclusions here. I think what I, I think what we're hearing is, you know, if if you're playing a game where you've got this ongoing campaign and the PCs are all pedophiles and they're not there, there's not a redemption arc in there, then you know, you're 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 probably wrong. Okay, no, you're wrong. Yeah. I'm, okay, I'm okay saying that. But, way to but, go out on a limb there, Jason. Yeah, but, way to go out on a limb. But, but, you know, for the most part, it really depends on your group. And, and you know, judging other people's games is a really tricky subject because, you know, who's this, you know, who are we to judge each other's morals? Well, or well, it's not even morals. It's it's what, what we want to investigate because it's no different than judging people in the movies they want to watch, right? Right, or the movies they write, like, I mean, yeah. do you think the guy who writes the guy who wrote Saw, like you think like or some of these other darker horror themes, uh, Hills Have Eyes, like I like I would that was playing on the mess decks when I was in the submarine. Mm-hmm. I had to leave. I was like, this movie's grossing me out. I can't watch this. Like, I don't even know who wrote this. Like, I just can't. I find zero entertainment value in this. Like, it just it's it was bad for me. Um, Texas Chainsaw Massacres, like those all or any of those slasher movies like there's so much murdering that goes on you can't even justify in the end that jason gets blown up because he's like oh okay so the one character survived everyone else died like i, I don't know. right but but depending how you do, so the hills have eyes is written by wes craven now wes craven yeah. has also written things like nightmare on elm street yeah mm-hmm. so you know, I mean, he's known for a number like Scream, you know, as a series, yeah. right? Yeah. And, and um, it's not me trying to, if you find entertainment in those, um, great. It's just, I, I can't find entertainment in them. But I think mm-hmm. it goes back to, to kind of my final thought on this is we are all adults now. We're no longer kids playing in, in middle school or high school anymore. So we're all adults. We get to decide what themes are in our games. And, we also get to decide who we play with. So if, if someone's interested in playing themes that you're not interested in, don't play with them. Right. I don't feel the need to go like on the internets or the Twitters and call people out for the types of games they're playing. Like mm-hmm. I'm not looking to right. get my, right. my posse together to pass judgment on people, but there are games I'm not going to play in. And if you play in certain types of games, I might not play in games with you anymore. I might question my friendship with you it's the same thing like my buddy is a vikings fan and every day i have to ask why am i friends with him so, those are my closing thoughts nice dude. i'm gonna let joe do the final closing thought um i yeah it, it it's interesting i i definitely am very hesitant to to judge people 
on things. And I, and I really do think it, it's group to group for the most part. I, I think you do need to ask questions if, you know, certain themes keep coming up or, or ongoing things, but, it, but like you say, now we're adults and, and it's interesting because people do feel that, you know, we, we just mentioned Nightmare on Elm Street and during the original movie series, you know, Freddie ends up being, obviously he's not a hero or a good guy, but he and people go there to see Freddie wisecrack and mess mm-hmm. around. And, mm-hmm. you know, so effectively he's the reason to go in the movie, not because of the horrible things he does because he's funny and, you know, inventive kills, things like that. Right. When they do the remake of nightmare on Elm street, they push up the pedophile part of it and they push up all that when, you know, in the, in the remake and that did not go over well right? <laughs> at all. You know, fans felt, horrified that how'd you do this with my character well that was always there in the original character but it was never played up but it but when they did the remake and they played up now you know the fan base is like you know this isn't what i want it's hard to dress up like freddy krueger for halloween then well exactly (laughs) and and think about the fans that because i know people that dressed up as freddy krueger to go to see the remake and they're sitting in the theater like ooh, i want to take this off (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know what I mean, and and so I think it's kind of to to some degree kind of like that in the games where you don't have to you know that those some of those things are Freddy the whole time, but so and like you're asking about the GM, it just depends what you play up and what you don't, and it doesn't necessarily mean you want to be that character. I mean, if you're GMing, it doesn't mean you want to be the NPCs and the things you're playing, but you have a choice in what you dwell on what you don't dwell on right and, and where you go with those things and um so so i don't think you're as damned as a dm just because you're running a if you're running a, a world war ii game where the heroes are are going to liberate concentration camps just because you're playing the the bad guys is the gm doesn't mean you're a bad person it doesn't mean you have to dwell in the heads of those german soldiers you, you know or you know whatever but it's kind of up to you how how far you take that. But once you go like the remake with Freddy Krueger and you, you start delving into those areas, you, you you might find you don't like it. And then you pull back and that's OK, you, you know, because you have to learn your limits. So all in all, uh, I'm saying don't don't judge people like Eric said, don't get your lynch mobs. But, you know, I don't know. It's it's a tough question. So that's why I'm going to give it to Joe, because he's going to give us a good answer. Yeah, well. For my final, I want to thank Kevin for the question and for saying mm-hmm. nice things about what you and I had to say, because uh, that's always nice to hear. And yeah, man, like it, 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 it's all about degrees, right? And what you like, we've start. It seems like we're focusing, we're circling around to. It's what you focus on in the game, and if the focus of your game is vile shit. And that's the focus and the crux. Mm-hmm. And that's what all the players are doing over and over session after session after session. Then, yeah, I don't know, man. Like there's something, if everyone's playing as child predators and that's the game, there's something not right there. Um, but, you know, fuck, people are going to play what they're going to play. And I'm not trying to stop anybody from doing anything, but I will definitely, if somebody was like, Hey, I play in this game where we, you know, where it's a role-playing game where we run around and uh, it's set in the modern day and we break into houses and tie people up and murder them horribly. And that's the, that's the whole game. It's awesome. I'd be like, 
you're a fucking weirdo. I don't want to play games with you. And I, I'm, I'm all right with admitting that, that I do that stuff. Uh, Cause everybody judges people all the time. It's a natural thing. So yeah, man, like I, like, I don't want to play in games with those people that want to play in those games all the time. Again, there's nothing wrong with exploring those themes, but when your game focuses and that's what the game is. Yeah. That's just, that shit just ain't for me. No, I, I would agree with that. And the, and, and, and it's interesting because like, but if, if I was going to say, hey, let's play gangsters, I've got a wise guys game we're going to play. You know, I don't know. You guys might be up for that. You might not be. I don't know. Yeah. But like I, if we're just doing Robin, you know, that kind of Robin armored trucks and stuff. And if there's shootouts, there's shootouts. But if we were hitmen breaking into houses to murder people's wives, mm-hmm. I don't want to play that game. Right. But but if you're doing against other gangs and you're doing yeah and things like that it's a little bit different yeah right right so so really you know it it comes down to for the most part it depends but you know we we love kevin to death and and definitely welcome we should have got kevin on here but you know i'll give him a chance if if he wants to definitely to to obviously he can call and respond or do whatever but i i think maybe there is at some point some games you you probably shouldn't play, but they're very rare, very limited, and and even then, it, it's pretty questionable. So, I I definitely do appreciate him bringing the topic up. Absolutely. So, yeah, I, I, I don't actually know. mostly ninety nine agree agree with Kevin. So yeah. Oh yeah, hundred percent. I I and I and I don't think and and I can't speak for Kevin. He'll he'd have, he'll have to speak for himself. But you know, I I don't think anybody's defending the the kind of things we're saying or no. Or, or questionable right yeah the and like joe said if if it's to explore themes you know that that's one thing it, it's when that's the focus of your game and continuing to focus of your game that you know but but even then d- different yeah it's like the conan thing right the when you you, you look at that but you look at and, and i'm you, you look at different cultures in in some cultures you, you know historically in the world might make does make right and you know to to get that wife you go and and you take her by force now i'm not saying that's okay with in jason's moral world but you know what point do we judge other cultures too right it's probably not right in that woman's world either she doesn't know but she doesn't have she doesn't have rights in that culture which i'm not saying it's okay to me (laughs) but but at what point do you 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 know what i mean and then you get Mm. that that yeah it gets tough yep it's I, I don't have a problem saying some cultures are wrong, but I definitely understand why why that's such a touch, touchy subject. You, you know what I mean? And it's so, yeah, I don't know. It's it's tough. But, yeah, for the most part, folks, if you and your group are okay with it and you've talked about it ahead of time, then play your game and don't worry what people are not in the game. If people aren't in your game, then it doesn't really matter as long as you and the people you're playing with are happy. Yeah, as long as you're not hurting your anybody, yeah, you know, you're 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 probably fine. Right. So because the cases we've talked about that you know maybe issues are pretty darn they're, they're edge, edge cases. cases. Come on. There's I, I can't imagine there are too many you know games like that out there. So I hope not. Okay. So with that, I'll, I'll let you guys go. I've got a serial convention I need to attend, and I will talk to you later. Bye.
Joking about your spouse, but the operator's screaming it's coming from inside the house. What's in the box? What's in the box? What's in the box? What's in the box? Well, the audience is pretty sure he took a pretty head, and the only question left is if I better shoot him dead. Bring on the floor, bring on the floor. I want some more, bring on the floor. Is a dustbin and your oil is by a zipper And I'm assuming that's your partner back there in the wood chipper Don't look away Don't look away Don't look away Don't look away Well the zombies are rising and the world's gone to hell We're living for the dying and we're dying for the train wreck 